Hey everybody, before we start, I did want uh, to let you all know about something. So we would we would recorded this episode on Sunday, um, I believe it was like the 14th of July. Um, not sure what happened, but <laughs> some of my recording went away. It was just gone. And... Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put this together. So you're going to, what you're going to hear might be a little bit choppy and we might, you know, miss, you might miss some things. Uh, but for the most part, I think you should be okay. Uh, if not, I am very sorry, but we got to do what we got to do. So with that in mind, welcome to Getting Blitz with Andrew and Terrain. I'm Terrain. And I am Andrew. And it's time to get blitzed. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Getting Blitzed. Today we actually have our very first guest on the show, a good friend of mine and fellow college alumni, Derek Lombardo. So how are you doing today, Derek? I'm really good, Andrew, man. Thanks for having me. Terrain, uh, nice to meet you. It's, uh, it's cool to be here. I listened to your last few episodes to kind of get a feel for it. And uh, I just I hope I can keep up with you guys and your witty, uh, drunken banters. It's pretty good. I think you'll do pretty okay. Um, as you said previously to recording, due to my request, you, you were drinking a little bit yourself, so I think you're going to be all right there. Yeah. Um, do you want to you just give yourself a little introduction, give our viewers a little idea about who you are? Yeah, sure. So um, if, if you guys know Andrew, um, he's, a, he's a hero of mine, so I actually followed in his footsteps. Um, I, I went to Full Sail along with Andrew. We... Uh, both graduated from sports marketing and media. Um, Andrew started writing for Fansided, uh, covering the Redskins. So I was like, you know what, this guy's out here hustling, writing for Fansided. Let me try to do the same thing. So I ended up getting a, uh, a gig with them for about a year and a half. I was writing, uh, covering WWE for for Fansided, uh, just doing like Raw and SmackDown recaps. Um, just a, uh, I'm a big Red Sox, Patriots, and Celtics fan. Um, if you're going to try to bust my balls about the Bruins, I don't really care. I'm glad they lost. Uh, and that's it. I'm a, I'm a dad of a two-year-old boy, and that's another thing that uh, I was I followed Andrew's footsteps. Even though I had the kid first, I did it because I just I just knew Andrew would have, you know, soon. So, yeah, that's about, uh, that's about everything with me. Yeah, I was going to say, you definitely had your son before I had my daughter, so I, I may have followed your footsteps in that aspect a little bit. I just, I, I, like I said, I just had a feeling you would, so I wanted well, to keep up. You know, you're pretty accurate there. Um, <laughs> with that in mind, uh, something that you and I wanted to talk about is dad sports and kind of how having a child changes the world of sports and your perspective. How have you seen that change your perspective on the world of sports in general? Um... It's really gotten my uh, my fiance a lot uh, shorter with the leash about letting me you know flip out about things. Sometimes <laughs> I'll sometimes I I'll, I'll yell you know fuck at the top of my lungs if you know if Brady throws an interception in the first play of the Super Bowl and I get a little distraught and I'll get a look you know. But um, for the most part it's been great. Um, my son's been alive for two Super Bowls and he was 
in the womb for the third Super Bowl, the Super Bowl before that with the Patriots. So he's currently uh, two and one in the big game. I'm pretty proud of him about that. Uh, <laughs> this last uh, this last Super Bowl, I you know I watched it with him and it was it was getting past his bedtime. So we kind of put him down around the end of the third quarter. So. Naturally, when Gronk caught that pass at the end of the fourth quarter, I woke him up by reverberating the house with my with my vocal cords, and uh, and that got you know my fiance really pissed off. Um, so once Sony Michelle finally punched it in, I had to do you know the you know the whisper screams where you're like yes yes yes. So I was, I was doing that, um, but it's it's been great, man. I mean it's. It's tough. I have I have a reason now to not watch every Red Sox game. I mean, I try to. There's a lot of them. And another thing that my fiance likes to point out to me is, you know, if it's a if it's a game in June and it's you know we lose and I kind of get upset. It's like, well, there's only a hundred more games, so you'll be fine, I think. <laughs> but yeah, uh, being a sports dad is uh, it's it's changed a lot of things. But at the same time, it's it's really cool. You know, I get to teach him some of my favorite player names and hearing him say Gronk or something like that it's like I don't know it's it's just really cool and I'm sure you you know I'm sure you understand that and we'll we'll grow into that once she starts saying you know who's your uh, who's your favorite Redskin player is it Sean Taylor I mean historically probably Sean Taylor or Clinton Portis um, yeah at this just show point. her some highlight reels and she says that name it's gonna do it's gonna <laughs> just it's gonna melt you so it's actually kind of funny because my wife uh, her entire family is actually from the New England area. And mm. we had a bet going on, it was like midway through the season. And it was at this point, the Redskins were like six and two or six and three or something like that. And I'm like, feeling pretty good. I'm like, you know what? Whoever finishes regular season with more wins, she could be that person's fan. <laughs> and then Alex Smith. Bad yeah, ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not, Bad ball. That's tough. You should, you should have given like a, I don't know, you should have gotten like plus three and a half on that one or something. I was feeling good because. Seriously, so bad well, ball. He, like the Redskins had the better record at the time. And then. Was it week two? <laughs> no, it was like week five or <laughs> week, six. Week four. Oh, week but then four. like, then Alex Smith broke his leg. And then. We yeah, won. That was tough. We won was, one more game for the rest of the year. Oh, <laughs> so, man, um, but that's so brutal. I guess technically she's a Patriots fan now, which I mean, nice. They, All right, they won the Super Bowl, so I, you know she's doing okay. Yes, yeah, <laughs> she must be in a great mood these days. Oh, she's loving it. She's loving it. Um, yep, she'll uh, <laughs> she'll be graduating elementary school when Brady will be considering retiring. So <laughs> Brady will be like fifty six, and he's like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I might, I might retire at this point. I, I love what Brady's doing right now, where he's posting all these social media things, like showing he still has a zip on the ball, showing the velocity he threw it oh, at. Man, and it's, then it's literally it's just porn for me, man. <laughs> Can we stop? He's not as good as he was previously, and he knows I mean, that. Yeah, ma- and, maybe he's not. And we but all he's, know that. He, but no, he's, but he's no, still, we all he's still we, great. I mean, he's I, honestly, honestly. He's not that. His his the thing that's great about him is his accuracy and his uh, awareness, right? Sure. Like he knows where to get where to put the ball. He it's not a, sen- a situation where he can put the ball wherever he needs to put the ball. It's he will put the ball where he knows he can put the. That's ball. fine though. That's yeah, but, but that always ends up being the right place. I mean, you're making it sound like it's an insult, but 
I mean, the, I'm not making it sound like it's I know he didn't it's have. Just, I didn't know he, he didn't have. You know, a Patrick Mahomes type of season, but he he did go two and zero against them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Ah. Uh, oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. He did beat Pat. He did beat the MVP two and zero. That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe he's not what he used to be like five, six years ago, but. Yeah, because he can't be, because he's like 49. Yeah, no, I mean, but at the same time, he really doesn't have to be, you know. He just, he keeps everything within 15 yards, and he, he makes the throws he needs to, and when he does need to go deep, I mean, it's going to it's gonna be tough without Gronk this year. That's that's the that's the biggest worry for me is, like, now, you know, our tight end, it's like, you know, we had Ben Watson, and then he's going to be suspended. First of all, I mean, fucking Ben Watson, he's like, he's like my dad's age. Um, <laughs> he's older than Brady, it seems like. Dude, he um, is old as shit, and he's so slow. And, <laughs> he has to be older than Brady. And then we had uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins for... You cut him, right? What, like two weeks? Yeah, we, we cut his ass. Apparently <laughs> he's got some crazy issues going on. Um, so I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I think our tight end is going to end up being Steve Belichick, which, pff, let's fucking go, man. Let's go. What do you got, kid? Your locks are going to look so good hanging out of that helmet. I mean, are you going to but, – but you're also going to be the defensive coordinator, so it's like he's, he's, he's going to be working, working his ass off, Steve Belichick. And I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I so I just love the it. name Steve Belichick. Yep. Steve Belichick. Here That's comes it. Steve. <laughs> Stevie B. He's out here. I may or may not be the twin brother of Bill Bell. Let's do this. Is that his son or what? No, that's his son. That is absolutely okay. his son. He's a he was a I think he was like a cornerback coach or something, and now he's like second on the defensive coordinator list. Oh, fantastic. And it's just he's it's I mean it's 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 clearly nepotism, but I, I don't know maybe it'll fucking work. Who knows? Who knows? I feel like Who if knows? any coach was all, like willing to not give his son like an ability to be on the squad just because it's his son it'd be Belichick like he'd yeah, only no, hire him if he has the ability yeah. to do it otherwise he'd be like fuck uh-huh. you I mean he would definitely no, treat... like, I, don't, I don't think you got it he would definitely got, trade his son for like, a, for like a low second round pick he'd go full like... like Doc Rivers and trade his son away yes. <laughs> he'd be like get out yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean, he might well, we, uh, be would... than Austin Rivers, I mean, at this point. <laughs> we would go with you, but we have a good, like, mid-third round pick that could probably be a more beneficial spot on the squad. Yeah. Let's do this. I'll see you at Christmas uh, if I look away from the film room for five minutes to give you your, your gift. I got you a pair you of look... socks and a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> the scarf's not good. It's a very bad I bought scarf. it on sale. It was like a, it was a thing. It was in the... In the gift <laughs> so, um, before we drone on about the Belichicks and just their amazing, amazing holiday traditions, um, do you want to <laughs> jump into the Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul trade and kind of how that even further shook up the NBA landscape? Yes! Oh my god, yes! Firstly, what the fuck? Can I just say, there's no, like... You trade uh, Chris Paul mostly because you're looking at his contract. His contract is nonsense. You trade him because you're like, can I get something out of this? I.e., can I get my money back? (laughs) And Chris Paul is literally just like a guy that's like a receipt. Chris Paul is a receipt. And I'm very, I, I think it's very funny that he is 
uh, on the trade market. I don't understand how anyone is like, I'll take up his contract. But then you find the OKC Thunder who are like, we will do whatever to get whatever contract so we can move whatever contract for more picks. <laughs> so it's literally a team that's like, yeah, we'll grab them. Why not? We can get more picks out of them. I love it. I absolutely love what's going on right now in the NBA. It's so funny. Oh, I agree. And, I mean, on the Thunder's part, like, it makes sense. Like, you're going to lose this year anyways because you only have Westbrook. Why not ship him out for a player that's not as good as Westbrook, but you're still getting a shit ton of value with your draft picks in the future? Yeah, I think this pick makes sense for for both these teams. I mean, OKC is, what do they have, the most draft picks in like the next like four or five years than like any team in history it feels like and then the Westbrook Harden pairing is like I don't know it's I think it's super exciting it's like we haven't we haven't seen that since it was you know these these two young guys on the same team where it's like neither of them were really even sniffing MVP talk but they were obviously they had all the promise in the world but for you know a fan of NBA League Pass i I just I'm so excited to watch Houston next year. I, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch them. And something I didn't know is that those two actually knew each other since they were like ten years old or younger. Um, I just read that in an article the other day that they've known each other for, I guess, more than a couple decades at this point. So I mean, they off they definitely have the camaraderie. They've played with each other in OKC, so they know how to bounce off one another. I do think you're gonna see a little bit of a little bit of. Um, I don't know what you want to say. A little bit of tug of war at certain points, maybe come the end of the game, seeing who's going to shoot the last shot. But I think at the end of the year, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a pretty good duo. Yeah, I mean, there's. That's the. That's the whole thing that's going into the league this year is like duos. It's like, it's if there was ever like a year that NBA Jam was going to come back, it should be <laughs> for for this upcoming season. I mean, NBA Jam. It's like the duos in this league are just are crazy right now. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't have one, you're not going to compete next year. Yeah, something but Terrain like, and I like ran down last week, and some of the duos it's just insane. There's actually parity and a balance to the league right now. So you have LeBron and AD, you have Kawhi and Paul George, Curry and Clay when he comes back, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, uh, Ben Simmons and Embiid, James Harden. Am, first, first of all, I am. I am so, so happy that Kyrie Irving is off of my TV three to four times a week. <laughs> I think I am. I just I I couldn't stand him. I was ready to move on months ago. I, there's only so many times you can hear him throw the young guys under the bus, and I don't know. Like I I absolutely love the shade that Kemba Walker threw in the Players Tribune thing about talking about how he'll never throw his guys under the bus because that's exactly what Kyrie Irving does. And Kevin Durant's not going to come back. You know he's not going to be ready for Game One. So like if Kyrie thinks he's going to be in a better situation in Brooklyn than he was in Boston, his misery is is going to fuel my car. (laughs) I so I don't think. Well, definitely not this year. He won't be in a better situation. They're going to be... I think it's going to be a shit show in, in Brooklyn this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, next season when KD comes back, I mean, I think you can obviously make an argument that he's in a better situation because it's Kevin Durant, but that's also contingent on 
his Achilles healing properly. So yeah, that's not a that's not a you know it's not a little injury. No, is no. He 30, he's thirty one. Yeah, so I mean he is a good shooter, so he's gonna just have to increase his three point shots. I'm guessing, but I don't know. It's gonna be he's not gonna be the player he was. I don't think if I had to guess. So it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be a questionable decision on Kyrie's part. And I mean Boston, they're deep. Like they had a lot of good players and. I think they're going to be just as good with Kemba Walker. So, if not better in certain situations because he's not as selfish with the ball. I do too. That's it. Like, it's not going to be everybody standing around. It's like, this guy is actually, I think, going to be good in Brad Stevens' system, which Kyrie just wasn't. He was, he loved holding on to the ball. And then, you know, when he passed it, it was like that person would have to just shoot it because they probably weren't going to get the ball back a second time in the possession. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm all for him being out of out of Boston. And I wish he went to the Knicks because I thought that would have been a lot more fun to root against. <laughs> uh, I don't really hate Brooklyn that much. They have uh, they have like really good grilled cheeses over there. Um, <laughs> but, Brooklyn, you know, yeah, I like. I don't know. I just don't really enjoy the Knicks. I've never enjoyed the Knicks. I like Brooklyn because I feel like they have a pretty good marketing behind them. They have a they have a cool image. They're like, I don't know, they're the cooler New York team, if I had to pick one yeah, of them. Yeah, they're the hip younger brother. Yeah, for sure. That, you know, that Jay-Z has on speed dial. Yeah, does, is he still part owner there, or did he sell that off? Or like, what happened there? So I think, I don't think he's part owner anymore, and sorry if I'm incorrect, but I don't think he is because of his affiliation with Rock Nation, the agency. That's right, that's right, you're right. So I don't think you're allowed to be a owner of the team. Sorry if you hear my cats in the background. Oh, that's okay. We uh, get that pretty often with current cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if he's, if he is owner, but I know, like, the whole Rock Nation thing is, like, part of their sales pitch, basically, to free agents, you know, like, and then Kyrie signed with, with Rock Nation, so it, right. it is, worked out. Is, I don't know. Is Durant on that? Do you know? I'm not sure. I have no idea. Um, let me, ch- I'm gonna look that up. I know he's not on Clutch, that's Which, that's what like LeBron and Ben Simmons are on, right? It's clutch. Yeah, and and Anthony Davis. Right, that's right. Because that makes yeah. sense completely. Um, oh, it's wh- it's Rich Kleiman who. Uh, so he's not. He's like his own thing. He does that. Uh, Thirty five oh, right. ventures. That's that right. company with Durant. Yeah, I yeah. actually follow him on Twitter right now. I know. So right now, Durant is apparently having some technical difficulties. He keeps. He just sent me a message. Apparently, he keeps getting booted from the server. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but we'll just try to hold down the ship until he gets everything corrected. Do you think this has something to do with your producer? With producer, it, I mean, it very well may. Um, Craig has been known to occasionally rock the boat a little bit. And um, so last week, if anyone listened to the show, we did say that Craig was kind of in a bit of a pickle. He's in a high-security prison. So we are kind of trying to do all the production on our own and everything like that. So, um, but from what I understand, he's actually up in the Massachusetts area in a prison. And I think that you talked to him earlier this week, Derek. Um, how, how did that conversation with Craig go? Um, so I, I, I did speak with Craig, but I don't know if it was, if it was the same, uh, the same Craig is that, you know, you were, uh, that you're, it, it produces the show basically, um, but I did get to go visit him in that prison, and I I asked him, um, 
you know, I asked him about, you know, his podcasting experience, what his, uh, his favorite podcast was. And he, I mean, he didn't say it was yours. And that was, Whoa. that was my big takeaway. It was really messed up. That's he mentioned, uh, he mentioned something, uh, I think it was like, I think he likes Pierce Morgan's podcast is something like what he said, but that son of a bitch. You know, I, I, I honestly couldn't believe it. I was like, really, man? I was like, I'm going to be a guest on their show, you know, next week. And you're going to be talking, you know, talking about Pierce Morgan. Like, that guy's just a jabroni. Ranking our top five NBA duos currently in the NBA. So we'll kind of go around, um, we'll all give our number five ranking, and then we'll move on to number four, and so on. So, so Terrain, who do you have as your fifth best NBA duo in the NBA for the upcoming season? Yeah. This is what happens when your producer is in a maximum security prison. (laughs) Yes, unfortunately, sometimes the producer's in a maximum security prison, and the co-host just pops in and out for some reason, i.e. because apparently, I guess, his internet connection is bad. It's not, but... um, If I'm going to say... Yeah, we just need number five five right now, and then we're going to jump over to Derek. Yeah, Yeah, if I'm giving number five right now... I legitimately will say, I think number five, just for the sheer fact that this is their first year to be a duo and play together, I'm giving number five to Westbrook and Harden. James Harden and Russell Westbrook have to navigate this year together um, on the Rockets. Uh, as a as a dynamic duo, they they will get to the playoffs, but there's no necessary there's no there's no way that you can see that they are going farther than where they are, which are two amazing players who are in a situation where they have to play with each other. So I'm gonna say those two are pretty fantastic, but they're not going anywhere. Okay, okay, I don't entirely agree with the outlook on that but that's your number five um i have them higher up in my rankings but we'll get there when we get there uh derek who do you have as your fifth best duo in the nba for the upcoming season all right so this was tough so for me i feel like the top four are pretty obvious but um this fifth uh duo was tough so Unfortunately, I'm going to have to bump out uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I'm going to put them as number six. Nonsense. Um, well, for the upcoming well, season, though, right? Well, like, maybe. Durant's hurt. But let me tell you who I have number five. For number five, I have Kemba Walker and Taco Fall. <laughs> and let me t- let me, t- all right, let me so let all me right, tell you, great. Let me tell no, you that's why. awesome. It's not biased because I would have had them number one. Come on. No, man. I mean I'm you're from Boston, but like whatever. You're I'm from Boston, but whatever. But like, all right, not even Tatum. Let me, t- <laughs> let me let me tell you guys something. No, Tatum Tatum had his mind infiltrated by Kobe Bryant, and it's gonna take me you know half a season of seeing him shake it off before I can forgive Tatum because we could have had him in the trade you know for anthony davis and 
that would have been great. But now it's like, you know, everyone's super gut, you know, everyone has Tatum super high. And I, I like him and I want him to succeed. But to, to not be, to take his name off the list of people you're going to trade for Anthony Davis is kind of crazy. So I'm going to go with Kemba Walker, who we already spoke a little bit about, and uh, Taco Fall. Let me tell you a little bit about Taco Fall. Taco Fall is seven foot seven. And I don't know if you know Matt. Seven foot six. But, seven foot six. But seven foot seven is five inches away from being eight feet tall. Seven foot six. All right. So he's seven foot six and a half, rounding (laughs) up. And he's really fucking tall. I don't care that he's probably not going to be in the league in seven years. Give me fucking, give me, give me four, give me four years of Taco Fall catching alley oops. They're not even alley oops. They're they're standing oops because he doesn't need to alley to fucking get those in. And that's that's it. Like I just want him to catch the ball, put it in the hoop. Kemba Walker is going to be Kemba Walker. He's going to score. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, if I was even taking Taco Fall out of it, I still wouldn't put Tatum as the two. I'd probably put Jalen Brown because we would already have a scorer in Ke- Kemba Walker, and I think Jalen Brown is he's just fun to kind of watch go to the hoop, as rare as he does it. But anyways, that's my number five. KD and Kyrie are out because uh, – Kyrie's a bum, and KD, uh, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. KD, Kyrie's KD, a bum. KD doesn't do it for me. KD also, I'm from me. Boston. So, if, if KD was I'm, healthy. I'm from, I'm from Providence, my good man. Providence, we are not totally blinded by Boston. No, I'm just kidding, we are. And it's <laughs> I don't care, though. I don't care. I don't care. It is what it is. It's my list. You have your list. <laughs> And I have yeah, no, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. You got okay. this. So for my number five, I do not have Kemba and Taco. Um, Idiot. Yeah, because you you because you know what fucking list. I'm putting Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid at number five. Um, oh my god! All right, all right, all right, Okay, I'm sorry. Ben doesn't shoot. He can't shoot. But that's not. Who's bad. gonna score your points? Embiid's gonna Embiid. score the points. Embiid will, will Embiid will score the points. Embiid can, can shoot the three. He, he can jam he down low. If, He's a defensive monster. Simmons, no, he does not have a jump shot, but he can assist like a motherfucker. He can rebound. He's great on defense. And overall, I think he's an amazing player. Does he have to develop a jump shot? Absolutely. And I hope he does. That being said, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are better than Kemba Waco. Kemba Waco. Kemba. <laughs> Kemba and Taco. They're in your head, man. (laughs) Kemba and Taco. Can I make one point about Embiid? Embiid could not score if Al Horford was on him, but unfortunately Al Horford's a coward and decided to play with him. Yeah, now they have Al Horford, so it's it's all Oh, my God. He's a coward? He's (laughs) He's a guy who was was getting a bunch of money, and he chose to get that money. I mean, I respect it, but as a Celtics fan, it breaks my heart because he was our best defense against Joel Embiid, and now he's playing with Joel Embiid. It's like, yeah. the, wouldn't why, why don't you, uh, if you want my respect, go somewhere like Milwaukee where you still get to go against the guy who takes the most out of you. No one, it, there is no battle that Al Horford was more prepared for and played his best and got and it, it tested him to the fullest extent than him versus Joel Embiid and now he doesn't have that because it made him tired because he's an old man so he took the money and I, I respect it I get it but I, I still I still want to complain about it a little so bit. like I, 
Horford and Embiid at the four and five is, is going to be just nasty, like is, from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, I mean Celtics have no fucking chance. I'm not crazy, but it's 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 sad. Okay, so that They're being be said, I, I think the Bucks are going to take the East. But so who do we'll we have? So we'll jump back to terrain at number four. So your first pick was uh, Harden and Westbrook. So who do you yeah. have at number four? Who is your fourth best duo? Number four has to be uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Uh, those two, after this year, they're not going to play together this year. They will, after this year, be two of the most uh, hard people to stop in the league. They will be playing on the same team, and you will be seeing uh, Kyrie Irving being able to, when he's double, triple team, dishing the ball to Kevin Durant. It's going to be very difficult to stop those two. Um, in their when they're in their zone, so I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant as number four. All you gotta do is say, "Hey Kyrie, the Earth is round," and then he'll he'll drop the ball and he'll get into a no, 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 no. He knows it's flat, but it's like he can do it when it's flat. <laughs> it's flat like a basketball court. So like, <laughs> he's like, "It's true. a basketball court. I can still do it. It's flat, but I can get it so, done." <laughs> I think Kyrie's very good, but I feel like Kyrie's overrated. But I think he's great. Yes. Like, like he has great handles. He he can score from crazy angles, but I don't think he's as good as he is billed to be, personally. Um, but I still think he's outstanding. So, I mean, with him and Kevin Durant, they're still going to be an amazing duo. What do you duo. mean he's, like, overrated? Like, he's overrated. What, what about him? What about it? What what about him? his play he's, is overrated? He's not a team player. I mean, if you want to be a, if you want to win a title, you need to be a team player. He's kind of a... He's not. He knows that. He's not. He's not a team player, and that's why it's like... That, that's <laughs> he wanted to be. That's why he's not going to win a championship with... He's with won one. Durant. He's already won one. He what has, are you though, He has, with LeBron James. But yeah. I know he... Hit a huge shot, and I'm and I I can't take that away from him. But right. as as a he he's never gonna be Batman. He's never ever gonna be Batman. I think he, he kind of realizes that though, and that's was, why he, he paired up with Robin, KD. He was Robin yeah. on the Cavs, and he and they won a championship. But if he's and then be he Batman, said, "I don't want to be Robin. I want to be Batman." And then he went to Boston and went, "I don't want to be Batman anymore." This is exactly. fucking being Batman he sucks. Called LeBron James and apologized. I, I, Being I Batman's the this, worst. This will be two hours if I get into it, so we can go to your next pick. Oh my! <laughs> I want to be I want to be Robin with Taco Fall. Apparently, <laughs> come on, man! Taco Fall. He's got a, almost an eleven foot wingspan. Was he dude. even drafted? He's, he wasn't. You, drafted. No, he was not. He's seven foot six. He wasn't so drafted. Like, which honestly, I'm like. But if they had 199 picks, Tom Brady Tom Brady wouldn't have been drafted either in the NBA. So look, we'll, we'll, look, we'll see. <laughs> okay, fair. So like, I, I, would... I think I, I think if he was playing like 10 years ago, he would have been an outstanding player that you would have wanted. But Taco Fall, yeah. When when they did when what? not center, outstanding. When, Let's stop when with centers, when centers didn't have to shoot threes and could just stay in the Let's, all game. Yeah. Let's stop with outstanding. He would be a great dominant down low force, but he wouldn't be outstanding. No one's gonna be putting the fucking 
scoring uh, burden on Taco Fall ever. Not me, in any version. Me and 2K. Any version. <laughs> yeah, well, me and 2K too. I will <laughs> I'll agree. I did that as well. <laughs> but no one's going to be doing that in this version of the league ever. Okay, so that being said, Derek, who is your number four duo? Uh, number four, I'm going to go. So they don't have any gold between them. Uh, but they have some chemistry from the past. I talked about them a little bit earlier, but I'm going to go with Harden and Westbrook. I'm just uh, I'm just really excited to see them play each other. And not necessarily they'll have, you know, the fourth most success in this group. But as far as being, you know, just, just excited to see fast-paced passing and shooting and, cra- I don't know, just a bunch of crazy shit. I just think Harden-Westbrook is, is going to be pretty wild. I mean... Unless the NBA really cracks down on travels and <laughs> more travels. I, I don't know. I think they're going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Because, I mean, if they've cracked down on the travels, Harden is just straight fucked. Yeah. <laughs> because, oh. But I think, Westbrook, I think Westbrook is better than Chris Paul. And it's like if Harden... Oh, definitely. If, if Harden and Chris Paul were, you know... If, if they didn't have to face one of the greatest dynasties in the NBA history, like twice and get knocked out by them, maybe they would have, you know, a ring or two to show for it. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely see how that pans out. Um, So, for my fourth best duo, I am going to Golden State with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson as my number four. That's fair. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, because Curry obviously is still Steph Curry. He can fucking hit a three from Jupiter if he wants to. And then Clay Thompson's a phenomenal shooter and great on defense, but it all depends how he comes back from his injury. So, kind of just low ranking them a little bit right it's here. It's honestly creepy watching Steph Curry shoot threes. It's like it's weird. It's, it's weird. It's he eerie. is so so weird about it, where he can just wherever he wants to spot up from the three, he could just toss it up whenever he wants. So when you're kind of like, I'm not. There's no reason you should be making this. Why is this going in? My kid and- is like a little Fisher Price fucking hoop, and I can <laughs> I cannot shoot it. Like, and, and and Steph Curry just bangs threes with an NBA three like from the tunnel every game. He'll do it. It's like, are you kidding me? What kind of Terminator cyborg shit is this, man? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's That's weird, fair. especially like. It's at the end of the like half. He, he, <laughs> Steph Curry might be an Apple product, and we don't know it yet. The like, Curry might be like, like yeah. if Apple was like, let's make a, let's make an athlete who can just shoot, you know. It's actually Steve every, Jobs. Like, he, from from fifty percent from three, they'll shoot like sixty percent from fifty <laughs> feet away, and like, I don't know. It's 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 pretty. It's just wild watching him. It's. It's nuts, not just because he can spot up and shoot from three, but because he can, like, just out of nowhere just toss the three into the air. And it's, like, like almost half of the time it's going to go in. And you're like, what the fuck is this? This is nonsense bullshit. what are you? (laughs) It's just so fucking creepy. Yeah, I'm just saying Area 51 better hope that Steph Curry isn't launching threes in there come September 12th. Yeah, for sure. As long as if they have, if they have, the Area Area 51 has Steph shooting threes from the back and Kyle breaking drywall from the front. It's over. Nick, for what are you going to do? <laughs> it's over. It's over. Oh, I'm glad that came up. Um, all right, Terrain, who do you have? <laughs> or is that actually me now? 
No, it's you. It's you. Who's your third? Okay. My number three um, is gonna be for sure uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You you see the LA duo uh, wow. who are the LA duo who are looking to take the take the NBA by storm. The NBA duo who are looking to sweep through the fucking NBA and win championships. And I, just for the sheer fact that they're not the best duo in the league, I don't think it's going to be happening. They have an amazing team. They have uh, those two great players. They have uh, DeMarcus Cousins. They have Boogie on the back. But I don't think they're going to be able to just walk in and roll whenever they want to. And I'm, I'm putting them at number three because I don't think they're the best in the league. Okay, that's that's your opinion. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I, I feel like they're going to do much better than you think they're going to do, personally. I didn't say what I think. I didn't even say how many wins I thought they were going to get. What, like, like 80, whatever, 82? No. Yeah, I mean, out of, <laughs> no. out of 82 games, I think More they're going to win about 84. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 80 witches he was taco full. <laughs> um, okay, Derek, who do you have as your number three? <laughs> number three, I went with uh, I went with the two guys who have just been dominating for the last six or seven years, man. I went with Curry and Clay Thompson. Okay. They're just, I mean, I, I said it a minute ago, but the watching either of them shoot is like, it's crazy. It's like, how do you get two of the best shooters in NBA history on the same team? I mean, I would put, I would seriously put both of them as one and two ahead of Ray Allen and, and Reggie Miller. Like, however, yes. I, everything shakes out. It's, yes, it's yes, yes, crazy. yes. Like, just watching Ray Allen and Reggie Miller, like, imagine seeing them on a team. We're seeing the better, faster version of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, even if they're not, you know, in even if they're maybe not going to win more games than the Rockets or you know the Celtics. Uh, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I just think it's. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't put them in the top two, but I, I really think they're just going to have a great year, like they always do, because they're so reliable because of the way they shoot, and it's. Like I said, it's 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 mesmerizing, man. I, I I wish I got to see them live. I mean, I know they're still playing. Maybe I'll be able to this year. But every time they come to town, I mean, when we were living in Orlando, Andrew, I, I checked out when they went to go see the Magic because it's like, well, that's only that's close to us, and maybe we'll be able to see these fucking guys. They yeah. didn't have Durant, but it's it, tickets were still just outrageous. Yeah, and, that's... and they deserve, but but they deserve to be because right. they're just they're they're so like mesmerizing you know it's crazy because like when we were in college in orlando the magic were just straight trash right so like oh, you yeah. can get i like, mean they still are well they yeah, were worse sadly. than they are now um yeah they well, like know, i feel man. like you could I pay think, like, I feel like they were bad well, both times hang on. <laughs> now they got mo bamba so it's fine yes <laughs> we're talking 2012 orlando magic though like they they were <laughs> They were not good. Like I think you could pay twenty bucks and you get an all-you-can-eat buffet and watch the game, <laughs> like the Magic game. So that's, it was insane. Like they were so awful, and like you said, they're still not good. <laughs> um, so that's fair though. Like I, I kind of wish that Clay would have went to a different team just because I I wanted to see him carry the team and be the number one option and just see how he played. 
but he's not the number one. But he's not. He's never. He's never been, and he won't be that number one option. He is a an amazing spot up shooter. He will shoot wherever he is asked to shoot. But he's not going to be the number one option on the team. He's he's not. I think that that kind of says something about his character that he's willing to accept that, and he knows that. And I mean, he's also like, I'm getting like 200 million here, so I'm just going to chill anyways. So he knows his role, and he shuts his mouth. <laughs> Hell yeah! I respect that. <laughs> uh, so my number three is going to be James Harden and Russell Westbrook. So that's okay. why that's why I have Rock in number three. Um, that may change by the end of the year, depending on how their chemistry rolls out. I think Harden is obviously a phenomenal scorer. Westbrook can he's a walking triple double. It just depends on who's going to bring the ball up and how they really feed off of each other. So as of right now, I have them at number three. That's a very fluid number three. It can move up and down depending on their chemistry and how they play with one another. I think that's very fair. They, they literally, those two, those two uh, athletes are people you can look at and see. They can put up a triple double pretty much whenever they want to do it. So you're you're looking at two of the best athletes in the NBA. They're athletic players. They are athletes themselves. The Harden has the gift of being able to shoot. Westbrook not so much, but he has worked on it. But they are in themselves fucking athletes who can work and uh, just kind of get shit done on the floor. Yeah, I think it's that's a fair that's a fair take on the two on the two of them. So. All right, so now we're moving into number two terrain. Who do you have rocking your number two spot? Number two, uh, I you've heard these two before, and I say that because you can be down on this team. You can be down by 15 going into the fourth quarter, and honestly, if these two are on, if they show up at the time, you're kind of losing your mind. I'm going Thompson, uh, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry at number two. These two uh, NBA players can just kind of spot up, shoot out, or off the screen, shoot out whenever they need to. And I mean, obviously, they didn't do it during the uh, during the NBA Finals this Hey-o. year. But <laughs> okay, I mean, all right, you're not from Toronto. No, no from you're, Toronto. you're you're right though. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> but they're 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 these two people are just kind of rough where you can see that they are on if they're on look the fuck out they can be throwing things back from Mars and hitting them it's it's nuts and it's hard to deal with as a defender so I'm saying these two are still number two in the league uh, they're they're it's rough going against the Splash Brothers I couldn't imagine it I wouldn't want to coach against it because honestly if you're coaching against it it you don't have much to coach like what are you gonna say get in front of them doesn't fucking matter sometimes <laughs> so can all of us agree and maybe we can't but can we all agree that if golden state was healthy they're the champions this year like with with Durant. kd and clay thompson both yes. healthy this past season yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure for sure well you watched it you watched it in the in the game where kevin durant was healthy against yeah. not sorry not healthy but when kevin durant was active was in the game against yeah. yes yes when he's playing in the game against the fucking uh raptors and he's yeah. just slowing and dismantling them Banging and threes. then he fucking and then he and then he gets then he gets his his shit's lost and then it's over 
yeah, if, if he was able to play throughout the whole series, it's not that much of a series. It's 4-1 or 4-2. That's fair. I mean, I agree. So I was just wondering where everyone else was at with it. Um, all right, Derek, who do you have as your second duo? Uh, my second duo? Oh, man, I think I might change it on the fly. <laughs> That's what I'll do. You know what? I'm going to change it on the fly. I'm going to go with, oh, man, this guy's, Taco Fallen! <laughs> this guy's been yeah. a rival of mine for for close to, what, 15 years now. And I've rooted against him every single season. <laughs> but every single season, I have to respect him. And now he just got, even if it's for one year, maybe more, but just one year, he got what people were predicting to be one of the best power forwards in history. I got to go with LeBron and Anthony Davis. I just yeah. got to. They were my number one, but I changed it because I, I'll tell you why after. But I, I don't know. I mean, even if LeBron plays, you know, 70% of games, I think I think Anthony Davis is enough to to make up for the the remainder and just crush it, man. I just it's they're, they're going to be they're going to be so much fun to watch when they do play together. Um I don't know. I just I had them as my number one, but you know LeBron will be in year what eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. And at at some point he's gonna. I don't I don't want to sound like Max Kellerman talking about Brady, but at some point LeBron's gonna fall off a cliff, and you know I don't know if it'll be this year, but this year he has Anthony Davis, and I think they're gonna be a very dominant team. This isn't necessarily an endorsement saying that the Lakers are going to win the whole thing or come second or whatever, but I think as far as a duo, and in my head, this I'm I'm thinking NBA Jam, man. I'm sorry if that wasn't the rules. That's just my that's just what I've been thinking, and I just think that those two are going to be are pretty incredible as a duo. Before we move on, can I ask you? If they if they don't win the because I'm I'm literally just I'm looking at it, it from a from a spectator's point of view if they don't win this year because they went out they got Anthony Davis this year they went out they got Boogie as the center this year they went out and they got uh, Rondo just kind of being there this year and then they're doing it with whatever amount of like you know minimum players if they don't win this this year. Is that a failure for them? That's what they're looking for, for isn't it? For the Lakers? It? Yeah, for the Lakers. Oh, unbelievably, man. Look at everything they just gave up for Anthony Davis. Look at how many draft picks they just gave up for him. They gave up... I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, maybe Rob Palinka wasn't going to stick around for a while, but he went all in on this season because it's not guaranteed that Anthony Davis is going to resign. I mean, I know it's like... Hopefully he will, and maybe he will, you know, but you, you really can't, you really can't count on it, you know? It's like, maybe there was a verbal contract, but who knows? And it's like, yeah. they just went all yeah. in on this one year, and I am really hoping that it bites them in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's fair. Thank I, you. I don't, I don't get to hear a lot of like, just, that's, that's, thank you. I agree with that. Oh, please, of course my pleasure i think anytime i hate lebron man i fucking but i gotta respect him like i said i had him number number yeah. one in my list and i put him number two so yeah for sure i love lebron <laughs> and, um i agree what? that it would absolutely be a failure if they don't win the title this year so this is their year they have 
I mean, Durant's out for the year. Clay Thompson's not going to be 100%. So you have a lot of different stuff going on in the league. And I think this is this is their year. If they're going to win it, it's going to be this year. And I think that, they're, they're, like you said, they went all in. So if they're going to do it, this is the year to do it. And ultimately, if I'm guessing right now, I'm early prediction, the Lakers win the championship this year. Oh, man. Yeah, okay, Vegas. Say, Andrew, that really sucks to hear you say. I mean, I get it. You're Vegas. That's what they're thinking as well. <laughs> are they are they the number one seed right now, the Lakers? Like, no, uh, the, not, not the number one. According seed. to they, Vegas, the favorites. According to Vegas, I think the Clippers are the favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the Either Clippers, way, uh, I'm I'm glad my team's in the East. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> yeah. The East is going to be fun. Oh, oh, I could talk <laughs> about that for literally hours. The liter- the you you are the East Eastern Conference is so fucking lucky it's that really Kawhi bad. that Kawhi decided like I'm gonna get out of here. Like Dude, the Magic the, made the playoffs last year. <laughs> the Eastern Conference is honestly a as bad joke. as we were just talking about them. Like it's they a made joke the and a half. Yeah, I it's know. a joke and a half. Totally. <laughs> So, um, speaking of the Clippers, I have Kawhi and PG as my number two duo in the league. Yeah. Just going just gonna to throw that out there. <laughs> what puts them at number two for you? Uh, I just feel like LeBron is better than both of those one-on-one. And I also think Anthony Davis is going to kind of be perfect, perfectly suited to LeBron's game. I think that they're going to just be, well, kind of... Uh, little bit of a uh, guess here, but they're to my number one pick as well. Um, LeBron and AD. But... <laughs> Weird. That's surprising. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had them as mine until... So, I mean, I obviously I think Kawhi is amazing and Paul George is phenomenal as well, but I think LeBron's better than Kawhi. I think LeBron's better than Paul George. And I think Anthony Davis is probably a little bit behind both of those players but i think the combination of lebron and ad is going to be more powerful than the comp- the combination of Kawhi and paul george yeah i mean i can't i can't deny that as a matter of fact that's what i had in my rankings <laughs> until you know until i thought about it while we were talking earlier about how much i hate you know, Kyrie Irving, and then I was like, you know what? Let me just keep it rolling for LeBron, because what the hell, you know? So, like, I mean, you gotta... <laughs> he's 34. You gotta keep that shit rolling. Well, who's, who do we have as number one? Sorry, go ahead, Andrew, go ahead. So, LeBron's 34, and last year he put up 27, 8.5, and, and 8. <laughs> so, like, he, he's a machine. And I, I don't think you're gonna... Even if he does fall off, well, he's gonna go, what, to, like, 25 points a game? And he's going to have, like, seven rebounds and seven assists. Like, he's still going to be phenomenal. And he still has all the, the all the knowledge and amazing court vision. And he can still play defense if he feels like it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not wrong. And I, I'm keep, – keep in mind, this is coming from someone who hates the city of Phil uh, – uh, not just Philadelphia, sorry. I, I, I'm just no, adding Philadelphia because I don't like, like – yeah, go. Philly's rough. Yeah, but I'm talking about like, but but Cleveland's not a good city either. It's honestly, it's it's like a broke down Philly. Like yeah. Cleveland's not great, but but LeBron James is is an amazing athlete. He's an amazing basketball player. And if you look at his stats, there's no 
telling how high this mother... Like, he is a fucking... He is a marvel of the game of basketball. Uh, and he is in the in the co- in the conversation of is this guy better than Jordan? But if I'm if I'm looking at it, he's in this specific situation. I mean, not not great, not great a situation he's in. It's just uh, we put together the Pelicans, but we're in LA uniforms. Let's hope this works. <laughs> I mean the Pelicans. I mean they they took the good players from the Pelicans, right? <laughs> like yeah. they have Boogie, who I think is a good third or fourth option. Um, then they have Davis. They have Kuzma, and then they got they got some good three and D players. They have Danny Green. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a very valuable asset to him. So I was hoping that Dallas could get Danny Green, but that didn't work out for me. So how about that that photo I sent you the other night about? Um, or may have even been this morning, I'm not sure, about Julius Randle compared to Porzingis in terms of stats yeah, in the last well, active year. Let's look at it wow. from this perspective I that Julius Randle Julius Randle was at one point on a team that was doing something, whereas the Mavs are on a team that are just struggling to try to get to the playoffs because we wanted Dirk to have that last stand in the playoffs. That's It's not the same. Well, no, that was his 2017-2018 stats, though, for Porzingis. Yeah. So that's when he's playing in the Knicks, and we right? Were look- yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So he put up 22.7 points per game. Randall put up 21.4 last year. 6.6 rebounds for Porzingis. 8.7 for Randall. 1.2 assists for KP. 3.1 for Randall. Uh, Porzingis yeah. dwarfed him in blocks per game at 2.4. Randall had 0.6. And then the field goal percentage for Porzingis was forty three point nine, and Randall was fifty two point four. But I guess you can also taking shots. Randall, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You can Randall's also look at it as Randall sure. wasn't the number one option as he was playing behind Davis and playing with other players who can actually shoot. While Porzingis also Randall's wasn't not York. shooting. Randall's just not shooting. But he's scoring essentially just as much. <laughs> KP's KP is. KP's taking shots. By the way, I just once again, it's it's the Knicks. I don't give a shit. But like, <laughs> KP's taking shots. Randall's not. That's just the case, right? Uh, when it, I, I I'm I, I'm able to look over the oh look over the uh, percentage of shooting because KP's taking shots and Randall isn't taking shots. All right, but what about the points per game, the assists, and the rebounds? Like. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you. And then just way, like the, just is... the point of like the contracts, like Porzingis is making like three times as much as Randall is making, or something like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, that being said, if I had to pay one of them, I'd I'd still pick Porzingis as like a franchise yeah, you'd player. The unicorn, of course. <laughs> I'm just. You'd pick I, the I just thought it was unicorn. interesting. I just thought it was really interesting. No, I agree. I agree. Who's wait? Are we? What are we at? Number two or number one? So we are at for number yours. one for you. You're number one. Oh, for me. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I picked this because it's hard to, and I will say my honorable mention are it, it's fucking Porzingis and fucking Doncic. Lo, uh, For fucking, number one? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's my honorable mention. Rookie okay. of the year, rookie of the year, and guy who showed up who will probably produce. But I'm gonna go number one. Obviously, it's gotta fucking be Kawhi and and. and Paul George. You're looking at two people who were in the finals for the MVP vote this year. 
Paul George is a great player. He is able to play alongside of whomever, and he's able to play alongside of them with no ego. You are able to go into a into a situation where you are playing with uh, um, fucking uh, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, and able to keep the egos in check. That's you. He's fucking great, and Boardman doesn't give a fuck. He's so good um, in the, on defense, which is so underappreciated. He's fantastic. And I, I think there's no question that those two are the number one dynamic duo in the fucking NBA. Well, to see how it rolls out, uh, I, I, think it's, I, I think it's a toss-up. I was like 52% LeBron, 48% those two. So, I mean, I can't argue any of your stat, like your arguments. It's 51. It's 51 and over. <laughs> They're the best. There's no question. I don't, even, I don't want them to be the best. They are the best. I think they have a better supporting cast than the Lakers do. That's for sure. Well, the Lakers didn't grab Drew Holiday. They, they needed to... If you're going to go with, I'm going to put out um a... A uh, New Orleans Pelicans lineup. Get Drew Holiday in there. If you don't have him, what are you doing? Drew Holiday is pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I do think that the Pelicans now have one of the best backcourts in the league. But that being said, Derek, who do you have as number one? <laughs> well, my number one originally was LeBron and Anthony Davis, but I moved them yeah. to number two. Uh,. I gotta go with Kawhi and Paul George. Okay. I just feel like the the way Kawhi dominated this past playoffs was like I don't know, it was pretty unbelievable. It's like who is the best player on or second best player on Toronto? Like, yeah, Kyle Lowry, but I mean if you're gonna choose between Kyle Lowry and Paul George, it's it's really not a conver- See, I feel, conversation. I feel so. like I'd say Siakam was the second best player. Yeah, maybe even Siakam, honestly. Like he fucking I mean, I know game one he killed it, uh as far as statistically, but no, I'm gonna go with them too. I mean I just I don't know, I I could totally see Kawhi like I know the the top two for at least me were both LA teams and that kinda makes me sick, but if you know, if it comes down to the Lakers or the Clippers in the in the Western Conference Finals, I'm just I might have to buy a freaking Kawhi jersey because I'm gonna be rooting for them so hard. So, <laughs> figured I would be uh, have some continuity and and have them in my picks here. So I'll, I'm gonna go with uh, with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George because I I don't know I just think they're gonna be on the the Westbrook Harden level of excitement to see how they play together. Yeah, Pascal Siakam uh, and Fred VanVleet were fucking enormous yeah. uh, beneficiaries, went beneficial uh, team members in this finals. They went in there and they did what they had to do, especially Siakam, who was in trade talks to get sent to OKC. Thank for thankfully for him, he didn't. But. That they are an incredible, they they had an incredible team uh, behind Boardman, behind Kawhi Leonard to go in there and put up points and make sure that they can hold on uh, against the uh, Warriors who can kind of just chuck up points whenever they want to. They were able to make sure they held on to that spot in order to win that championship. Pascal Siakam's a fucking great player. Yeah, I, I think he's just going to get better, too. So I think he's definitely going to be the building block for their franchise moving forward. Some combination of Siakam and Van Vliet, 
and whomever else they decide to grab. Um, I think Kyle Lowry is going to be on his way out here shortly. But, I mean, I... I, He's a liability. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, he did... When I said he was a liability, he played so fucking fantastically. It made me feel sick that I said it. (laughs) All right, so that is how we have all of our top five duos ranked. Um, Before we wrap up here, I wanted to give Terrain just a little bit of spotlight here to talk about Wimbledon. I know he's a big, big tennis fan, and he spent a good five hours watching the final today. So, Terrain, how how do you think that wrapped up? How do you think that was? I spent about five hours watching a Wimbledon final that was immaculate. I got to see two players that are unreasonably good in in, uh, Novak Djokovic and uh, Roger Federer playing in in a match that was just unbelievable and i got to see the uh the 12 uh i got to see the 12 essentially the 12 run rule um those two they both went to 12 and they did tie break to win the match it was fucking incredible if you didn't watch it fuck you fucked up you fucked up real hard i watched it i uh did you watch it I, i i did watch it um i watched you know, I watched a lot of today's match. I didn't actually get to see the ending of it, which was kind of sad, but I, I watched a few sets from this morning's match. But I did watch yesterday's match of Serena versus... Uh, look. Simone Halep. Now, so I can't tell you the name of the girl who won. Uh, what is it? Halep. Coco. Halep. Yeah. Simone Halep. So she dominated that shit. It was, it was impressive. Like, obviously, like, I wanted Serena to win. You know, whatever USA ties. Simona, like my apologies, Simona. Simona, say the full name, please. Simona Halep. Simona Halep. All right. So Halep was fucking great, <laughs> and <laughs> I feel like Serena Williams. Like I don't know if it was just like motherhood that made her kind of just like be like, you know what, fuck this. <laughs> She's uh, like, soft. At, at, at some points, at some points, she kind of just like barely got it over the net or wouldn't get it over the net. It was like. It was like the other girl kind of beat her, but maybe at you know as a parent, and I kind of get how a lot of you know how childhood stress gets to you. It's like I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it just like fucked her up for the day, and she was like, you know what, my kid didn't eat his fucking Cheerios today, so my ball won't reach the net. Maybe I don't know. Who who knows? I'm just trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because she's really like the best female, you know, tennis player of our generation. But she got totally annihilated yesterday and it was <laughs> yeah. it was it was it was impressive. Is she I, the, out of the Williams sisters, is she the one that's married to the founder of Reddit? I don't Ooh, know I don't if know. she's I don't know who the founder of Reddit is. I mean, Serena is uh married to I I don't know I I don't know if it's the founder of Reddit. Honestly, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know about that. I yeah, haven't heard about that. Hard. Yeah, he That'd is. That'd be pretty wild, though. Yeah, he is. That's it. That's what it is. He is? Yeah. Serena he is? Yeah, Serena. Uh-oh. Uh, Reddit's not Venus. great. Venus loses again. <laughs> she lost to, I mean... She lost, she lost to a 15-year-old, which, first she of did, all, I, can I... I, watched, I watched all of that girl's matches, and that girl's pretty impressive. Coco. Coco? I, yeah, Coco yeah. Goff? Yeah. Coco Goff yeah, it does I'm in, not... I'm, I'm in on Coco. Coco does not fuck around. She no. shows up. She fucking fucks shit up. It's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm totally in on her. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully, we, you know, now that sports gambling is legal in Rhode Island for the last few months, I'm hoping I can maybe win some money on Coco because she seems like she's fun to root, uh, root for. 
Oh, for sure. For, can I just real quick, before we end the show, I did... Now, we do have a situation where Melvin Gordon, uh, the running back of the Chargers, is threatening to uh, demand a trade if he's not given a better deal right now. Now, you are a... I'm, you're from you're from the New England area. I'm yes. assuming assuming you're like yo Tom Brady's the best. Let me so yeah. let me just let me just ask. Yeah, but come on, man. Come on. It's not because of the region. It's because he you is the know. fucking best. Come on. It's because of the fucking region. Come however, on, come, he, on, come on. However, he's the best. I'll give you that. He's the thank fucking you. best. I'll, right, thank, I'll agree. Thank you. Thank you. I'll I, I do again. not. I do not like, I do not one bit like Tom Brady, but he's fucking great at what he does, and he's definitely the best of, honestly, the best of all time. I'll say it. Best of all time. it really, really makes me fucking happy to hear you say that, man. I don't like that that makes you happy. But, (laughs) (laughs) so, what do you think about, what do you think about um, an AFC foe, uh, Melvin Gordon, threatening to... Uh, he's essentially saying trade me or pay me. What do you think about that? I mean, I get it, man. Like, was it Le'Veon Bell last year? Kind of. I mean, I don't know how well he started this revolution of holding out until you get paid because he probably would have made more money by actually playing. But, but I, I mean, oh, I also, he's still like, made his money. Still like, made yeah, his but money. like Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's supposed to make what five point six million. I was I was looking at this season. It's like I don't know. At some point, that money is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, so, so I think I think there's two ways to look at it. Like, is Melvin Gordon Melvin Gordon underpaid? I think he is. However, do I think he should be paid like the like a top five running back? I don't. I think he's very good, you but don't? he he can't stay on the field. He only has one season where he played all sixteen all right, games. I agree. So I agree. Can you, I can, agree. Can, can you can you all right? Who are your top five running backs right now? Like oh, as far shit. as like okay, scale. I'm not going to put them in any order. No, no order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I would say Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'd probably still throw Le'Veon Bell in there. Wow. You don't think? Uh, I don't know. Maybe when you're on the Jets, man, your your stock goes down. I'm sorry, just by default. I mean, that's (laughs) no matter your skill. That's fair. (laughs) I can't can't completely argue that. (laughs) We're on the Jets, so no. Or whatever, but it's like I don't know. Like I would, I would, I would probably put for like at least for. I mean, I know we're not talking strictly fantasy football or whatever, but for next year, I would, I would have James Conner. I would take James Conner over him. I think we need to do uh, maybe not this episode, obviously, but another. Oh, episode. Saquon Barkley to do, too. What the hell am I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to do. We need to do a fantasy football episode uh, because I have some. I have some shit that I, we we need to get talking about. I mean, obviously, I was the champion in our fantasy football league. Andretta, you remember. I know I you remember how great I was. That's why you want to talk about it so bad. <laughs> I want it so bad because, you know, I fucking lost last I year, so I don't want to talk about it at all. <laughs> I mean, look, you possibly didn't have Alvin Kamara, who's the no, fucking best. I did but, not. like, uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a big part of my success. And I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, I get it. But, like, those are things that we need to talk about. I get it totally. Well, on that note, Terrain, just just take us out. Just, just wrap all right, it up. everybody. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Getting Blitzed. Please like our Facebook page, subscribe, comment. Andrew's posting shit day after day that deserves your attention. 
Um, check that shit out. Uh, for us at here at Getting Blitzed, I'm Terrain Myricks. I'm Andrew Long. Hey, I'm Derek. Can I actually plug something? Yeah. Yes, Derek. Do it. Throw it in there. All right. So, I don't know if you figured it out. We've been recording for an hour and nine minutes. I don't know if you figured it out, but I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan. Oh. And it is oh, what it God. is, you know? What? But I also, what? I, I also have, a, have a little bit of podcasting history. Um, so I'm actually going to be doing a podcast with a good buddy of mine who's another big Patriots fan. Um, and the name is tentative. Right now we have it as Talking Titles. It's probably going to be different. Oh but, my god, that's such a good name, and it makes me so angry that you have you get to I, do it. I love that you're mad about this. <laughs> All right, so basically what we're going to do is uh, one season at a time. We're going to start with the first season. But one season at a time, we're going to relive the Patriots Super Bowl seasons, and we're going to do like maybe a 15 to 20-minute recap about every episode – or sorry, about every game in that season. So – we're going to do categories like what was the line for that game? Who was the fantasy MVP? Um, what was the best? Uh, so we have this local sports writer. His name's Tom Curran. What was Tom Curran's line of the week for that game? Uh, should we have should the, should we have won that game? Would the 2007 Patriots have won that game? Uh, what was the uh, the play of the game that Josh McDaniels would have called, because Josh McDaniels obviously wasn't involved with the team in 2001. We have a bunch of categories. We're going to do a bunch of shit. It's, we're we're kind of knowledgeable, and we're both really excited about it. We're going to be recording in two weeks, and then we're going to kind of release it over like a month. We'll maybe have four or five or six episodes for one season, and then we'll see if we can get season two picked up. Who the fuck knows? But anyways, we're, we're really excited about it, and I will get you a title once it's confirmed and maybe you guys can do a tweet or something that would be be really cool definitely yeah once you get the name and i 100 percent think you should keep talking titles because that is amazing um we'll definitely give you a shout out we'll share the shit out of it if you guys want to come back on and plug it you're more than welcome yeah so definitely man this was this was a lot of fun and uh if you guys would have me again i totally would come back on this was this was cool yeah, you're more than welcome to hey, come on anytime. Th- thank you for coming on. By the way, Talking Titles is such a great name that I'm actually infuriated by how great it is. <laughs> and we, we kind of leave it open-ended. You know, if uh, if Andrew wants to come on and host it and talk about the Redskins title. We have three. We haven't had one since, like, 91. But you know, I know what I'm saying, though. Like, you can do a lot of research about it, and then you can carry it over. You know, it's possible. Who's your team, Terrain? I'm a Cowboys fan, baby. I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm born in Texas, oh loving god. the Cowboys. Oh god, yeah, I see. I'm honestly see mad that I found this out so late into this episode because I would have just busted your ball so much. But yeah, you can go back and relive the glory days, <laughs> relive the days of you know what you think the future is going to be, which it probably will never be, and then, and then you can yeah, nice about try. Tom Brady retiring in ten years. Well, nice try. I don't think that's what the future is going to be. I know what our future is. It's not bright. Let's relax. <laughs> well, anyways, man, thank you thank you for letting me give the plug, and this was a lot of fucking fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. And honestly, thank everybody for listening. Like the Facebook page. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave reviews on the podcast. Good ones. Uh, and... Uh, 
Peace. Peace.